Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. How high is too high to rank Tony Pollard for Week 8? We'll talk about it next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Heath Cummings to talk about some start sits to calls for week 8. And we will start with the Fort Worth Star Telegram's report that Ezekiel Elliott is likely to miss week 8 after an MRI showed a sprained MCL and deep thigh bruise that he suffered uh, in week 7. He had a good game, stayed in the game after that injury, but I wasn't surprised to see this report. You know, he played through the uh, torn PCL last season, li- clearly was limited. And I think they're going to give him a chance to get healthy. They've got the bye coming up in week nine. That'll give him kind of three weeks to get back. But yeah, this is what you've been waiting for, for Tony Pollard. And, you know, if you drafted him, you're definitely starting him. Unless I guess you ended up with like Josh Jacobs and, you know, Derek Henry and like two other multi or high end running backs. But yeah, how high are you ranking Tony Pollard for this week, if assuming Ezekiel Elliott's out? Yeah, first glance, I've got him at RB10 and full PPR, RB8 and non-PPR. The running back targets really have not been there, and so I wouldn't yes. really expect that to increase too much for him. But he is right in the same range. I mean, Damian Pierce, Travis Etienne, Ken Walker, we've got a lot of running backs who have jumped into the top 10 over the last couple of weeks, and he is right there with him if there's no Ezekiel Elliott. Would you start Tony Pollard or Ramondre Stevenson? Definitely Tony Pollard. I don't think that the split we saw with Stevenson and Harris will be the same split if they don't fall behind against the Jets. I I would guess that will move closer to an even split. So Stevenson more of a low-end number two running back for me. Tony Pollard or Nick Chubb? I would start Nick Chubb in all formats over Tony Pollard. What about Dalvin Cook? I've got Pollard over Dalvin Cook, actually. Yeah, Tony Pollard, it's worth remembering. He's got a pretty good matchup against the Bears. I think they're actually allowing the most fantasy points and PPR scoring to opposing running backs, partially a result of the fact that they're always trailing and they're never going to throw the ball. So teams are very comfortable running. And I I think they're going to, the Cowboys are going to run the ball quite a bit in this one because, you know, as we saw last week, they don't really have too much interest, it seems, in pushing Dak Prescott right now. And that gets to our next question for the start sit portion of this. Start or sit any quarterbacks or at least any uh, potential future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, because you look at the quarterback rankings, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. You don't really feel great about a lot of these guys right now. Um, Are any of those guys in your top 12 for week eight? I guess is how we'll start. I'm stubbornly sticking with Tom Brady as a top 10 quarterback this week. And so I Same. do plan on starting him against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think their def- their secondary is particularly good. And I just can't believe that Chris Godwin's going to continue to be this efficient. So I, I expect a spike week for Godwin and Brady any moment now. None of the other guys there are in my top 12. Wilson was actually the highest ranked when I put him in. Um, but I don't like that at all. And I will say that I think that if there's no Elliott with the state of the Cowboys running back room behind Pollard, they probably won't run as much 
as they have yeah. the last couple of weeks. So I'll probably boost Dak up. He will be the second highest ranked of this group, but behind Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, and Jared Goff. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, weird, weird times at the quarterback <laughs> position that we're starting game. those guys. Um how are you handling the Jets running backs for week eight? We had James Robinson get traded to the Jets after Brees Hall's injury. I'm expecting uh, Michael Carter to be the lead back, at least for this week. But what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've got right now in my running back rankings a stretch that goes Chuba Hubbard, Michael Carter, Deontay Foreman, James Robinson. So almost exactly <laughs> the same as that situation. I expect Hubbard and Carter to lead the backfields to do more on passing downs than the other guys do. But the other guys may have a higher touchdown odd. All mm-hmm. of them are very high-end flexes. None of them are must-start running backs. Yeah, one thing I would say about the Jets is like it seems like that might be a good situation for running backs. They certainly want to run the ball, but I think that was more because Brees Hall was just a really, yes, really electric awesome. player. I think he's that kind of player, and I think this offense could be really, really bad moving forward without him. He was. There aren't a lot of teams where the, the running back's the best player on offense, but I think the Jets were one of them, so... It's going to be a big loss for them. Uh, how are you handling Debo Samuel for week eight? You've noted a few times over the past couple of weeks that his running role has really diminished. Um, the He was third on the team in targets last week. Brandon Ayuk pretty much playing him to a draw in targets lately. Debo Samuel still a top 12 wide receiver for you? He is this week, and, and only because of a, a, a fact I saw on Twitter, and I'm not going to credit because I don't know where I saw it from, but it's public knowledge, so I don't have to. Debo Samuel has been incredibly better against cover three defense than any okay. other defense in his career. The Chiefs, who they played last week, do not run cover three very often at all. The Rams run cover three more than any team in the league. And we saw what Debo did the last time that he faced the Rams. So I'm I'm going to trust in him this week, at the very least, as a high-end number two wide receiver. But I do think, especially if he has a good game here, I would be looking to sell high. I would anticipate that eventually Christian McCaffrey's role is going to expand enough that it affects the rest of the pass catchers. And without Debo having those five or six rush attempts, he might be a low-end number two rest of season. Yeah, it's a uh, it's just kind of a math problem with the 49ers mm-hmm. offense. They have too many guys who are very, very good, which is not a problem for them, but it's a problem for, as you called it, our, our silly game uh, yes. a little earlier. So that's, uh, that's a little difficult. But yeah, I think Debo Samuel in the top 12 range, maybe not you know the top six guy that you were hoping for when you drafted him, but... That's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of Thursday Night Football and some more start-sick calls for Week 8. We'll see you then.